Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. This is Molly. And I'm Kristen. Kristen, today I want to read you a listener email. Ooh, listener mail first. That inspired. It, it, we are doing a change up because this email inspired the podcast today. All right. It is from our listener, Nora. Hey, Nora. Who wrote, my husband grew up on video games and even now at age 31 can waste an entire weekend with his pretend civilization. I cannot stand video games. My dad believed they'd rot brains, so we did not have Nintendo. I can amuse myself for a little time with Tetris or Mario Kart, but I just don't understand role-playing games like The Sims that don't really have any way to win and take hundreds of hours. Nora writes, although I know a few women who like video games to the extent my husband does, I think many are like me. Do men like video games more than women? Interesting question, Nora. That shall be our question for the day. Molly, did you, did you grow up with video games? Uh, yes, I had a Nintendo. I, but I also had two younger brothers. So mm. I don't know if I would have gotten into them without that sort of, uh, that going on in the house. I had a Game Boy that I was mm. pretty proud of, but I only had, uh, about three games, one of which was Tetris. Oh, I do like some Tetris. Which was awesome. Yeah. I can, I can spend some time on Tetris. And in college, I did go through a brief Mario Kart phase. Mario Kart and uh, some ill-fated Dance Dance Revolution. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You don't want to tell us any more anecdotes about that? I mean, let's just say I kind of, I have about, yeah, two left feet. So I, I don't get, I don't last too long at Dance Dance Revolution, but it's fun. I try. I do think there's a conception that girls don't like video games as much. You know, like you said, in college, you went through phases, but my college experience was walking down the halls and just hearing those guys playing very loud shooting games yeah. with the Halo. Right, Molly. In, in addition to my Mario Kart phase in college, I, I did also spend uh, many unfortunate hours sitting on couches and watching guys playing Halo. When you'd rather just go out and get a pizza. Yeah. Do something else. Do something else. So let's let's answer this question. Let's see if we can answer Nora's question of whether men, in fact, do like video games more than women. Our research first led us to a study by Stanford University School of Medicine, uh, which hooked up 
11 men and 11 women to fMRI machines and scanned their brains while they played video games. Mm-hmm. And what the researchers found was that the mesocorticolimbic center, which is the reason, region of the brain that is typically associated with reward and addiction, which will be which is key mm-hmm. to this, uh, is more activated, was more activated when the men were playing the video game than the women. And they also found that three certain brain structures, the nucleus accumbens, the amygdala, and the orbitofrontal cortex influenced each other more in the men, and the men performed better when they were, uh, when that circuit of three brain structures was was better connected. Gotcha. So basically, the researchers assumed that video games would be more rewarding and more addictive for men based on their brain activity. Right. That they get more neurological reward from the act of playing video games, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. Your brain likes it. Therefore, you like it. All right. All right. So what a, but what does statistics say? The statistics about this are interesting, Kristen. Mm -hmm. You know, we went with the sort of assumption that males would play a lot more video games than women, but... As it turns out, right now we're in the middle of some massive rise in female gamers. All right. According to Forbes magazine, uh, July 6, 2009 article, so pretty recent, uh, the number of female gamers has increased to 28% of all U.S. console gamers compared with 23% a year ago. So they're saying about 2 million more girls and women have just started playing games in the past 12 months, not even counting those who have been in it for the long haul. So right now there's a lot of growth around this field. For women and girls. Right. And it's interesting that you say that uh, this statistic is specifically about console games, like with your uh, PlayStation 3, etc. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we think of when we think of video gamers. Because I ran across um, a study. It's the Pew Internet and American Life Project survey from October to December 7th or to December 2007. Excuse me. Um and they broke down the demographics of adult gamers in the U.S. And they're defining gamer as people who play games online or offline using a computer, cell phone, or any other kind of gaming device, not just video game consoles. And they found that of the people surveyed, uh, 53% of American adults play games. And of that percentage, uh, men make up 55%, give or take a few and women make up 50%. So there's a very slim margin between uh, between men and women in gaming overall, not just video games. When you open up the definition a little bit right. and account for people who might do crossword puzzles on their phone, things right. like that. So women do enjoy games as entertainment. Right. But, you know, why are we in the middle of this huge uptick? And Forbes posits that something, a little something called the Wii might have something to do with it. Right. They, uh, the Wii has been... Very popular, not just among men, but also among women. It has uh, pretty basic games. There's basically a ban on sexist material and graphic violence. Um, in Wii games, you have things like tennis and bowling and that game where you have to cook things. And they're very easy to learn. Mm-hmm. You don't have to... I personally am turned off from video games sometimes if I have to spend too much time figuring out just how to make the uh, the controller work. And that's why I like the Nintendo Wii controller because you just kind of swing it around and the it makes action. it move. Yeah. yeah, that's sort of, I think, been the old conception about females is they like something that's very easy to learn mm-hmm. but takes them a while to master. You know, you can continually be working on your tennis swing. Something like the Wii takes out that element of having to learn a whole new controller mm-hmm. when you can just do a motion. And this sense of multitasking really seems to be what appeals to women, the idea that you can... You know, work on a skill, lose some weight, 
uh, learn rhythm by playing guitar hero and rock band. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to be very appealing to women because uh, we were reading an ABC News article that talked about how female players sometimes underreport the number of hours they spend playing video games. Mm-hmm. And they think it might be because of guilt. Like, you know, females aren't supposed to spend hours and hours in front of a computer or in front of a TV playing these games when they have so many other things to do. So when you bring something in like the Wii where you can learn something while you play, that's very appealing. Right. And in addition to being able to learn something of having a video game perhaps have a practical application, there's also a social element to games like Guitar Hero and and Wii, where you're not just sitting there playing by yourself, you're, you're engaging with other people. Right. I think it really appeals to women. Right. That same ABC article is talking about women most enjoy playing video games when they can play it with a boyfriend or other romantic interests. You know, it's sort of Again, multitasking, you're kind of on a date, but sitting on your couch. And probably a lot more enjoyable than just watching that boyfriend playing Halo. Yeah. Or any game that has, you know, a very sexualized female character in it. You Mm -hmm. know, we were reading uh, a Cena article uh, that was talking about a keynote speech given by Sherry Grainer Ray, who's a game designer for the past 16 years. And she says, uh, you know, a pretty obvious thing is that women might be turned off by having to play with avatars or characters who are essentially just sex symbols, you know, sexually explicit clothing, uh, bedroom eyes indicating they're ready to go to the bedroom, whereas uh, they're really looking for a character that can make kind of an emotional connection with. We see The Sims in a lot of these articles mm-hmm. talking about being the ultimate girls game because they kind of get to shepherd these little people through their lives. Right. The Sims has been hugely popular among women. And one interesting statistic that I ran across that I thought was telling about this idea of women being turned off by highly sexualized female video game players uh, was a, a tidbit from an article in The Guardian that said that, uh, according to a study that was published in the journal, my my favorite journal, Cyber Psychology and Behavior, um, it says that up to 70% of female players say that they choose to use male identities while inside Internet games where they're able to design their own characters with any race, gender, or appearance. And it may be because it's kind of easier to navigate through those worlds, especially through um, multiplayer online games like World of Warcraft, if you are actually a male character instead of a female character. There have been a lot of anecdotes of women who are female characters being hassled a lot more in these online worlds than if they're just men. Yeah, it seems like the you know the main problem to me as a person who doesn't know much about video games is on the one hand you've got these very sexualized women and then on the other hand you have almost these like cartoonish stereotypes of what uh video game designers think that I want, which is to, like shop and do pink things and you know there are a lot of I think sort of bubbly frivolous games on the other side of that and not really knowing where you fall in the in the serious game action middle. Mm-hmm. And one thing that might change that, that we'll get to a little bit later, um, in regard to The Sims, which we mentioned was so popular, there was an interview in Forbes magazine with one of the game designers named Will Wright, and he was saying that uh, The Sims did so well with women because 40% of the development team on that game were women, and mm-hmm. so they might have been able to design a game you know, that they knew would appeal a little bit more to to our demographic. And like Kristen said, we'll get back to this issue of who's making the games, which is obviously a big part of this. But to go back to the issue we were talking about multitasking, we all like games where we kind of feel like we're learning something, uh, you know, doing something that's not just sitting in front of the television. We were reading in Discover Magazine 
uh, just how good video games are for the brain. Yeah, some researchers think that uh, we are not wasting time spending hours and hours in front of video games because according to this Discover magazine article, uh, from 2007. This is, uh, it tracks the research of a professor at the University of Wisconsin named James Gee or G. I'm um, guessing Gee. Gee. G-E-E. Uh, he says that successful gamers have to focus, have patience, develop a willingness to delay gratification and prioritize scarce resources, which, uh, Professor Gee thinks is really building up, uh, your thinking skills. Right. And one thing he said that was very interesting to me is, you know, we hear about athletes who just picture themselves making the shot and mm-hmm. then eventually they'll make it. He sees video games as a way to mirror this process in the brain by running through all these virtual worlds. He says basically that you're modeling a simulation and that video games are externalizing how the mind works. So basically, if you're ever, I guess, in a war zone, you've already kind of been through the simulation and would know almost where to go. And there have been instances where they've used video games to train members of the army and other armed forces. Right. And uh, similarly, um, there was a study that found that laparoscopic surgeons who played games for more than three hours a week made 37% fewer errors than their non-gaming peers. And things like this, you know, these are good statistics for a guy who likes video games to throw around. Women in particular might be interested to learn about a study at the University of Toronto uh, that evaluates spatial skills after playing a video game. I, for one, am not very good at spatial skills like reading a map, but they were suggesting that in this study, after playing a few hours of video games, my lack of spatial skills would essentially be eliminated in, in relation to a man. After playing a few hours of video games, both men and women had the same abilities at, spa- at spatial skills tests. Interesting. And as if all of that data is not enough to persuade you that video games might be beneficial, in October 2006... The Federation of American Scientists actually endorsed video games as a potential means for teaching, quote, higher order thinking skills such as strategic thinking, interpretive analysis, problem solving, plan formulation and execution and adaptation to rapid change. These things sound like miracle workers. Yeah, maybe I need to go pick up a game of Halo. Play I guess it. so. But why are we not attracted to a game like Halo? You talked earlier about how it seemed that games that were designed by women appeal to women more. Let's talk about who actually makes these video games. Yeah, right now, one of the big problems might be that women simply are not developing many video games. Uh, according to an article in the LA Times, uh, there was a, set, a survey conducted by Game Developer Magazine that found that women comprise fewer than one in five workers in the video game industry. And those who were in the industry were making significantly less than their male counterparts, about 10,000 less. They were making 64,000. Men were making about 74,000. Mm-hmm. And what this all goes back to, we've talked about it before, uh, is girls' early years in math and science. And basically they're saying if girls aren't encouraged in those fields early on, then by the time you know it comes to uh, recruit people who have those upper math and science skills, the girls just aren't there. Right. Women might just not be tracking, uh, heading on a track towards computer programming in general. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, you know, it can be kind of hard, I think, as a young girl to be like, I want to grow up and develop video games, particularly when, 
uh, up until a few years ago, there were recruitment parties with strippers and there were booth babes. If you went to a electronics expo of some mm-hmm. sort, there'd be, you know, a girl in bikini showing you the video game. Mm-hmm. This is starting to be on the decline, according to the LA Times, but it was a very real issue for girls a few years ago. But there does seem to be a potential benefit in getting uh, more women developing video games because in the same LA Times article uh, cited a 2005 Michigan State University study that found that girls rated games that were designed by all female teams higher than those designed by all male teams without, of course, the study participants knowing whether or not men or women had developed a game. So it's very interesting. Interesting stuff. I will say that all this learning about what video games do on the brain have me convinced to play more video games. But uh, I'm really not a big video game expert. So if any of you are out there, we'd love to hear what video games you play. What your experiences with video games are. I play some Guitar Hero, that's all I got. Play a little Guitar Hero. You know what, Molly? I played a video game the other night. I played this uh, this car racing game. And I I love car racing games, as in uh, Mario Kart. But but I was pretty terrible. Yeah, well, you got to improve. Practice. Yeah, maybe I can practice and improve my visuospatial capabilities and analytics. According so. to Discover Magazine. Um, but speaking of mail and writing in, we've yeah. got a little bit of listener mail. First, we need to start off, Molly, with a couple of birthday shout-outs. Yeah, we love when our people take time out of their birthdays to write us. Yeah, and by now, um, this is a belated birthday, but Molly and I would like to wish a very happy, if late, birthday to Rafa in Jerusalem. Happy birthday, and also a special happy birthday to Sebastian in Paris. Thanks so much for writing in. Happy birthday, guys. And uh, one thing that we've been doing recently, Molly, is reading out what people are reading. Mm-hmm. And this reading list is from Claire. And Claire has been reading Portrait of an Artist, a biography of Georgia O'Keeffe. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also reading The Worldly Philosophers, Lincoln's Virtues, and Brave New World, to name a few. And on top of that, Claire reads every Rolling Stone and In Style. She sounds like a busy girl. I like that variety, Claire. A lot of variety. Yeah, so if you have a reading list to send in, please send it on to me and Molly at momstuffathowstuffworks.com. Or your video game list. Or your video game list. And... Of course, you can also check out um, our blog, How To Stuff, to see what's happening. And as always, you can find more information on video games and gaming consoles and all of that on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. Not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC.
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.